We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Friday morning. We're talking NFL DFS Week 9. We have a very, very interesting slate this week. We're going to break it all down for you. Coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning to everybody out there. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensted. Joined, uh, well, Ryan's always here. I'm not always here, but Ryan, uh, Ryan is here. Ryan Belangi. Uh, we uh, appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate uh, everybody uh, that can. Uh, if you please rate or view the podcast, helps out a lot in that regard too. So uh, I'm uh, I'm back. I've been off for a few weeks. I wouldn't say off, but I've been I've been busy uh, busy with uh, the real job for a few weeks. So uh, it's good to be back, uh, Ryan. Good to see you. How's everything in in your world? Yeah, good to see you, Scott. Glad glad to have you back. Uh, everything's going well. Um, got lucky last week. Continued continued the good run in NFL. Um, nice. I, you know, I faded. I, I got. I say I got lucky because I I faded uh, AJ Brown and Kamara in cash games, and they smashed in the, in the early game. I th- I thought I was dead, um, but I swapped onto Burrow, McCaffrey, and Trey McBride, and. Oh, they, ca- they carried me there. Yeah, yeah so I, I I just got over the line. So, yeah, you know, I went to thinking I was going to lose everything. And then I ended up just cashing everything by a hair. So, uh, yeah, it felt good. I figured I had to come back because I was uh, I left. The Niners were 5-0. and I come back and the Niners are an absolute disaster. It's uh, I, I, I Apparently they need me on the podcast. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of people sort of freaking out about Purdy, but – I I don't know. I'm still pretty high on Purdy and the 49ers. I think it's just like a little blip. I think they're going to be okay. What do, what do you think? I'm not freaking about a Purdy at all. I think the offense has been pretty, still pretty decent. I mean, not as good, but the defense is killing them right now. It's these like long drives. I mean, it seemed like Cincinnati just got first downs at will. It wasn't even like the points. It was just that they were on the field constantly. Every time it was a first down. And it's, I mean, the, the offense is it's same in the Minnesota game. Like the Minnesota game, the offense was never on the field. It felt like it felt like they, here's your five series. You better score your 30 points. So uh, I don't know why the defense is so bad right now, but it's legit bad right now. I imagine they'll figure it out. They picked up Chase Young. They've obviously got a ton of talented players, but um, yeah, I, the last two weeks, like the defense has just been absolutely destroyed and like it kind of dominated in, in those two games. Yeah. Um, I, let me just play the other side of that. Sometimes 
Sometimes Burrow's so good that it doesn't matter. Yeah. We've seen him do that to the best defenses in the league and the playoffs the last two seasons. So, he was uh, then, he was he was all he was legit awesome on Sunday. He was like, awesome he was, and he was awesome. Yeah. And the week before that, Kirk Cousins played, you know, the best maybe we the best we've seen in years. Kirk Cousins looked like and I, I don't think I think that was more that was as much cousins as it was maybe the Niners defense being bad. So I think you really just ran into two quarterbacks who were on fire. Um, at least that was Cousins, part of it. Cousins dropped back 45 times. They had no sacks like that. That That's probably the most concerning stat. Today. Fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Chase Young can help that. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Cause you look at all the advanced stats. I won't get into too deep in the answer. We're not going to get on the slate, but like look at the advanced laps and the stats like Nick Bosa's like dominant still, but you watch the game and you're like, I don't know. He's getting kind of blocked by the right tackle one-on-one. And I'm sure he's, I'm sure the advanced numbers know that he's getting pressures and hits, but uh yeah, it's uh, he's, he's gonna get some he's gonna get some actual sacks here at some point, but uh, you know, secondary has to cover long enough to 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 have the quarterback hold the ball too. There's a lot of things. Um, I imagine they'll work it out, but uh, five and three in the bye uh, feels a lot different when you're five and zero oh than it does if you're just kind of you know going win and losing. If five and three would feel okay, five and three feels really bad when you're five and zero oh and just coming off that Dallas game where you you dominated them and people are like, oh my gosh, this team might win 14, 15 games. Yeah, well, you know, you'd hate to have it be too easy. Yeah, right. That's that's a that's that that's never a problem with it as, as a Niners fan. But uh, <laughs> let's jump into uh, Week Nine, Ryan. This slate is uh, this slate is odd to say the least. It is uh, one of the weirder slates we've done this. We've done this for many years. Um, to get right into it. We have we have ten games on this slate. We've got uh, a slew of primetime games. We had Tennessee Pittsburgh last night, which was kind of ugly. Uh, but then we have two really really good games as primetime games. If you want to count. Prime time. The Europe game is uh, off the slate, but that's Miami and Kansas City. I might actually have to get up at six thirty on the West Coast and watch that game. That is a really fun game. Obviously, uh, Bills Bengals. Suddenly now the Bengals look good again. That looks like a great game on Sunday night, and then Chargers Jets not so good on Monday night. But take some big name teams off our slate, and then you've got uh, you get Detroit on by. You have the 49ers on by. Uh, Denver and Jacksonville on by too. So you got four teams off. You got four huge name teams plus the Chargers playing on the primetime games. Uh, brings us to a crazy group of low-scoring games, I guess is how I call it. We've got uh, seven games early, three late. We have five games on this slate that are under 40 as the as the Vegas total, and we have one that's over 45. I don't think we've – and that, that one's 46 and a half. Uh, nothing in the 50s, very low-scoring games. Uh, this is a slate where you're really going to have to find a couple games that are going over and, and kind of ride them. Yeah, uh, it feels like we keep saying this, but the totals are just – they continue to be low and not give us many options. You mentioned all the, you know, elite teams that are off this slate. It leaves us with very few options in the top range at basically every position. Yeah. Like Lamar and Hertz are the only two quarterbacks over 6,500, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. And, then, and, they're, and they're what? 8,000, 8,200. So that means there's a gap of 1,500 where there's no players. Right. The next, the next QB is Dak Prescott at 6,500. Never wild. really seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with some of those teams we have off the slate, uh, you know, so there's no Tyreek Hill, no Jamar Chase. Uh, it really makes someone like Ant- or A.J. Brown stand out. And then at the running back position, there's really not much either, except Kamara all the way up to 8,100. So he stands out. So you just you don't have many elite players. So the ones we do have end up standing out even more. And then. It feels like a week um, where you can kind of just play who you want. Like it's just uh, because there's so there's so few super expensive guys. You can pick the expensive guys you want, play them. And there's I, I will talk about it later, but there's so many cheap receivers I like this week that I feel like 
if you wanted to go too expensive, if you can you can kind of play who you want this week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it feels like I just want to play the best options and then fill it in from there. Like my, yeah. my cash game lineup, I, I I started Hertz, Kamara, AJ Brown, just the top options at every position. And you mentioned there's plenty of cheap wide receiver options. It does just seem like you can play whoever you want. So that's what I'm going to do, at least in cash yeah. games. Yeah, but the, you know the, the filling in is really important there, and then the which of the expensive guys you do play is, is also important. I mean, there are there are a few to pick from. Um, so it's uh, it becomes it comes interesting. It's one of those slates you got to like really find a, a couple gems because I think a lot of people are going to do what you did, especially in cash games, is play those three ish top options. I mean, we can argue whether which guy it is, but um, you know, play two or three of those top options and kind of fill in with some of these uh, some of these cheap names, but. Uh, picking the right cheap names, picking the you know the right one mid uh, mid round mid range running backs will be really important. Um, also, building some, some some tournament lineups with different quarterbacks. I think a lot of people will have Hurts and Lamar. Uh, they jump off the page as the obvious plays this week. They're 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 not cheap, but you, like we said, there's enough cheap options you can play them. Um, you know, lineups with uh, some of these cheaper quarterbacks, I think, will be really interesting ones that that could do some damage. Yes, I agree. I think tournament lineups are very interesting this week. Yeah, cash maybe not so much. It's somewhat straightforward uh but yeah there's all all kinds of cheap qbs you can yep. play um, yeah, and all you got to do is pick a couple of them and you're, the lineup becomes completely different than, than some of the standard ones but uh before we get into players let's talk about the, the games we've got uh we do have some big a couple of really big games on the slate even though we missed the uh, bills Bengals, and miami casey there are four um, I'd call them pretty huge NFL games this weekend. We got those two, then you've got the top two games on the on this slate with the with the totals. We got the Cowboys at the Eagles, forty six and a half. Obviously, those uh, those names are huge. Um, the, the teams, but they're also really good teams. Uh, Phillies Phillies scored on forty eight point eight of their possessions, which is a pretty wild stat. Their offense is really coming along. Um, Jalen Hurst has not looked fully healthy. He's not running the ball the last two weeks. We'll talk about that. We we'll talk about quarterbacks, but uh, this game is forty six and a half, and then Seahawks Ravens. Uh, another really game. Um, for my money, I think Baltimore is the best team in the NFL right now. I know that probably is uh, probably is uh, probably not popular. You know, probably Chiefs and Eagles fans wouldn't like that. But right now, I take Baltimore. Doesn't mean in a playoff game I would. But right now, I take Baltimore. And Seattle's uh, you know leading the NFC West. They've overtaken the 49ers of the division. So that's that game's forty four and a half. Uh, two really good football games. Yeah, and I think the two games that will be the most popular uh, in DFS for tournaments and. You know, understandable. There's not much else on the slate. Um, you know, some of the other stuff I was looking at, It's uh, it looks like a really good spot for New England in that... Uh, th- th- things we have not said in a long time. Right. Um, and it was made better by the fact that Washington traded away Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young. Yeah. Uh, the top two defensive linemen. So, you know, it, it looks like a good spot for them and some of their players were already going to be relatively popular you know Kendrick Bourne just went out Devontae Parker's going to be out uh so Demario Douglas is looking like one of the top cash plays this week uh same with Ramondre Stevenson he's still really cheap and the Patriots have been in a lot of tough matchups this season and a lot of bad game scripts and this one figures to be positive so I think the Patriots will be a popular target um I think the Colts Panthers game is that's, interesting. That, that's my game right there. I love this. Yeah, game. I, I think that's a great game for tournaments. There's good options on both sides uh, that we'll get into. Yeah, 
Um, as far as those top two games, I think, I think, you know, Philly and Dallas is going to be the most popular and yeah. understandable. Um, yeah, it's just got the highest total. Uh, those teams, they've kind of, they gotten a couple shootouts last year when they played, I think the last time they played it combined for 80 points, you know, can Dallas. I, can, off- I, can I get a Colts Panthers for one second before you move on? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you looked at the Colts results this year? I'm just going to read I, you their. I'm going to read you their scores in their games. Yeah. Not who won, just who the scores. 31-21, 31-20, 22-19. That was Baltimore, so I kind of – that's fine. 23-29, uh, 37-20, 23-16, 39-38, 38-27. Like, they have played in games averaging 54.3 points a game, second highest in the NFL. Um, I never would have guessed that until I really got into some research. The Colts games have been – there have been some fantasy carnivals at Colts games. It's kind of wild, not what you expect. That total is 43 and a half. Uh, I think that goes over, and I'm actually going to bet that over. I think that goes uh, – I think we're. I think that's the game that uh, pops out to me is the, the one in this kind of, uh, you know, glut of, uh, of middle total games that's going to jump off the page. Uh, yeah, it does to me too. Uh, th- that was interesting, and you see that the Colts are uh, first, I believe, in situation neutral pace and first in no huddle rate. Um, wow. So, yeah, the, the, with Minshew now – their games just produce a lot of plays and a lot of yeah. points. And the Panthers, the Panthers were held back last week by the Texans playing incredibly slow. And this game should be different. Yeah, there's good options on both sides. That game environment's great. It's just a matter it's, if the Panthers can do enough to really push it. I hope they can. I thought Bryce Young looked better last week, actually. It was better. His best YPA game. Um, I thought he made some, made some good decisions in that game. It's a matter of if Carolina can get in the 20s, that game could really be fun. Yeah, um, and I agree. I think they can. I think Bryce Young has looked better. I expect you, you'd expect him to continue to get better yeah. coming off the bye. You know, just it takes some time as, as a rookie. Um, it's a great matchup for the Panthers too. So, yeah, I think they can stay competitive. I mean, we saw, or I think they can score points. What we just saw PJ Walker put up with thirty nine on them or something. I know the defense yep. was part of it, but but still. Um, and then, yeah, just to finish on those top games, the Philly-Dallas game will be the most popular, and then the Baltimore-Seattle game, I think, is good leverage off that. Um, you know, the Seahawks have been sort of unlucky the last couple weeks in that they've stalled inside the 20, inside the 10 so many times. Um, they've turned it over on downs. They've thrown interceptions. They've settled for field goals. Um, and they've been home favorites in a lot of spots where they've been popular recently and just – sort of didn't need to push it, but this game should be different. Uh, both of Geno Smith's 300-yard passing games this season have come when they're underdogs and actually needing to throw. And again, that should be the case here. Baltimore's offense has really started to click, like you mentioned. They look like one of the best teams in the league. So yeah, I like that game too. I don't think anyone's going to play the Seattle side, so uh, you can get some leverage there. Yeah, I uh, I agree there, and we'll talk about that. Uh, there's one player particularly I like in that game that uh, I don't know how popular it'd be, but I do. I do. I have like a that. feeling we're going to say the same guy, but probably we'll see. Um, and we got in the middle here. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Commanders Patriots. Uh, Bears Saints is 41 and a half in this range too. Uh, these are there's some there's some weird games this week. Uh, and then we've got five games that are totals under 40. Like we used to not see four. Like this used to be like 
in the rain, in the snow, two bad teams, windy, maybe get under 40. It has definitely changed the last couple of years. Uh, we talked about it a lot last year where like we kept kept getting games in the 40s and they kept moving them down. But we have uh, Tampa Bay and Houston, 39 and a half. Rams, Packers, like that would have been a 55-point game a couple of years ago. It's 38 and a half. Uh, Vikings, Falcons, 37 and a half. The Falcons are gross. Um, they don't have a touchdown outside the red zone yet this season. That's uh, not a great stat for midseason. Uh, Cardinals Browns at 37 and a half. Uh, we think Deshaun Watson's going to play and the Giants Raiders 37 and a half uh, multiple. Uh, we, Daniel Jones is back, but uh, Raiders are going with Aiden O'Connell. Jimmy Garoppolo has been benched um, to the surprise of everyone except for 49ers fans. Uh, Jimmy has struggled. I don't know what uh, people fully saw in the in coming out there, but uh, are any of those games in the 30s games that you find yourself, um, you know, there's going to be some pieces in there we'll like, and, uh, you know, I think we'll talk about a couple of running backs, especially in those games. But uh, are any of those games you're like, I think that total's too low. I'm actually going to play some players in that game or just kind of these are all these are all as they look to you. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it says a lot about the state of the league. A lot of injuries to quarterbacks, a lot of bad quarterbacks, a lot of bad offenses. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you said it, these totals are crazy. I don't know. There's there's pieces in some of these games that look okay. Yeah. I don't know about you know, the Saints have a twenty-five point total. Might be the highest on the slate. So, you know, you could see something like a you know play a bunch of Saints, Derek Carr, yeah. Kamara, and Olave or or Shahid or or whoever. But yeah, I don't know that I want to play the Bears side in that game. Uh yeah. I don't know, Daniel Jones. I think some people might look to Daniel Jones. I don't know about the other side of that game. I don't know, Scott. Nothing really stands out to me. Yeah. What about you? It does not no games and I'm like, you know what? I think this is going to be interesting. I these games do look pretty gross. Um I think we're going to get some running backs in these games. I think they're going to uh, you look at Bijan, you look at Saquon Barkley especially. I think will be pretty popular at going against the Raiders who um, have given up the running back one on the slate the last two weeks. Uh, Jameer Gibbs and Dante Foreman have been the top running backs both against the Raiders the last two weeks. So I think you get a lot of Saquon. Um, the rest of these are going to be like kind of bits and pieces, some cheap receivers here and there. Um, but, man, these games, like, it's hard to like – come up with a, a scenario where you think these games get really back and forth. I mean, uh, you look at Rams Packers, like the Packers can't do anything in the first half. It's the weirdest stat. They're so bad in the first half. And then like actually a pretty good team in second half of games. I don't know if it takes Jordan love time to figure out what's going on, but man, they look horrible in the first halves, but then second half, they look pretty good. You have, as a Packers fan, you got to feel for what's going on there. Other than the fact that I just, Jordan loves not very good. Yeah. No. You, you've landed on that already. Yeah, I think yeah. it's – I like, it just seems pretty clear to me that he's just not a good enough passer to – consistent enough down the field, doesn't yeah. get rid of it fast enough. I mean, look at a guy like like Will Levis the last two weeks. I mean, Jordan Love doesn't inspire that type of confidence. I don't know. You just see some guys that have it and some guys don't, and you, just, you figure that Love – he had so much time behind Aaron Rodgers yeah. watching and learning – I think, yeah, it's tough for me to be too optimistic about the Packers. I'm not sure Love is the guy. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah a bit of a downer. Uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, that's just how I feel. <laughs> Packers have looked really bad. I don't know. They have looked bad. They are uh, – the Packers are 30th in the NFL in first half point differential and second in the NFL in second half point differential. Like, they're minus 59 in first halves and plus 43 in second halves. I, I can't figure out a way to explain. It's just – that's so, so strange. I guess, yeah, th there must be something to explain that. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's 
And it's, it's, not like they're getting they're, blo- it's not like they're getting blown out in the every game and like they're just getting garbage points. Like some you know, of these games are, like, are catching up into games. Like they, they're it's 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 been very they've been awful in the first half. People constantly criticize Lafleur's play calling, and you know it's been very conservative. And then you know maybe in the second half they're behind yeah, and you got to open it up. To, yeah, I don't know. I'm just guessing, but yeah. yeah, not too much optimism for the Packers. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's jump into talking uh, talking players and stacks and uh, cheap guys and what we're going here. But first, to know from our sponsors at Circa, get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party, massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat at the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. A touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circa Sports for the big game bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel uh, screen to watch the game on. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. As someone who's been to Circa in their sportsbook, uh, that would be an awesome place to watch Super Bowl. So definitely jump on that. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, you know there's a, the, the cash game lineup uh, could have some kind of boring – uh, chalk plays. Um, tell me uh, before we get into tournament lineups here. Tell me who you think is that? Uh, is everybody to go? Hurts AJ and either Kamara or Saquon. What do you think? Uh, what do you think this 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 boring cash lineup kind of looks like? Yeah, I think people start with those three: Hurts, Kamara, say or sorry, Hurts, Kamara, Brown. Yeah, um, is, is but- Kamara automatically for you over over Saquon? Ah. Uh. In terms yeah. of like a standard slot him in cash kind of guy for cash games, yeah, just you know what Kamara has shown in the receiving game is is too much to ignore, and it's, it's spot- some of his target numbers are just nuts. Yeah, and the, it's a better spot for New Orleans too. You know, they're home against Tyson Badgett, right? Fields isn't going to play, right? Yeah, um, like you know, home against Tyson Badgett is just. I you're right. It's, no, I sh- I shouldn't say that. You you mentioned. The Raiders have been very bad yeah. uh, against running backs, so I get it for Saquon too. Um, it's just Kamara's going to be way more popular, so kind of just follow that in cash games. Uh, like he'll probably be twice as popular, would, would be my guess. Does um, uh, does everyone just click Trey McBride in, in cash lineups too? Yeah, I don't. I don't think everyone will. Tight end's going to be interesting. Um, because he's still 3,700 3, coming off that game. Like, if you click any kind of, like, you know, sites that do, you know, value per dollar, like, he he jumps off uh, the tight ends pretty big. Yeah. Um, Although we, so don't know, I, we don't know who's playing quarterback there either, so there's that. Right. Um, you know, if it's Clayton Toon, I don't think I'd be quite as excited. You know, there, there's other guys that project similarly in that range, like Njoku, Logan Thomas, and – you know, you could even go all the way down to Daniel Bellinger at 2,500. I think some people will do that just just because it's tight end and Waller's out. Um, I, I don't know. You know so, I, I know a lot about football and watch college too. I don't know who the hell Clayton Tune is. I know he went to Houston, but man, it's weird. You're getting. I feel like you know we do this show. I follow football closely. There's I know everybody, and there's been like four quarterbacks you have never heard of that played quarterback. It's it's wild how. Usually it's like, oh, backup. Oh, I know who that is. It's Chase Daniel or whoever it is. But, like, it's been weird. Clayton Toon, Tyson Badger. Like, there have been so many guys that, like, you're like, I don't even know who this guy is. I've never heard. He wasn't even a prospect coming out of college. It's, 
I mean, Clayton Tune was a fifth round pick in the in draft this year. Like, it's wild how these teams are at guys that we've never even heard of. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I've had to look up <laughs> plenty of guys. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been like and that. I in like, other years. I play, I play college fantasy. I like, I follow this stuff really close, and I'm getting names. I'm like, oh, I kind, I kind of know what college he went to, but like nothing else. It's just, uh, it's been wild. But uh, um, yeah, sorry, yeah, one, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, so, what? Uh, since we're on the subject of cash games, guy I wanted to ask you about is Josh Jacobs. Uh, just an overall take because I see him at the top of the projections again. Uh, I think part of it is that he this is the first time he's been priced below 7K, so it's yeah. going to make his projection look a little bit better at home against the Giants. But I don't know. I'm not inspired by Jacobs here. What do you think? It's this tough mix, like right, like he's still the guy. He gets the huge percentage of the touches, but man, I think their situation looks bad. I think he looks bad. He's at three point one yards per carry. He's dead last in the NFL in carries that go ten plus yards by by percentage. I think it's I think it's three percent of his carries have gone for ten plus yards. I'm gonna look up that stat as I'm talking, but uh, it's somewhere in the, somewhere in that range. It's really really bad. Yeah, it's uh three percent uh, dead last in the rate of runs to gain ten yards or more. So like nothing explosive and. I guess under 7,000, like you don't need explosive, but man, if I was playing in that range, um, I'd take Tony Pollard and Jonathan Taylor in the second over Jacobs this week. So I don't think I'll get there. Um, I don't know if I go Kenneth Walker. That's kind of a tough, uh, tough spot with Kenneth Walker. Like he needs goal line carries to work. Um, he only had nine touches last week too, which kind of freaks me out. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I love the, I love the volume and the workload on Jacobs. I just don't love the player right now. I don't love the offense. We're getting Aiden O'Connell this week. Uh, you know, I think that's probably uh more interesting than, than Jimmy and uh, maybe hits some, a couple more big plays. He looked great in the preseason. We talked about, he looked okay in the, in the one game he played this year, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not inspired by Jacobs either. I know he's under 7,000. I know he's a workhorse, but uh, I just don't like the production at all right now. Um, I, there's just other guys in this range this week. I'd rather play. Yeah, I know me too. Um, yeah. I just, it seems like it's, he's going to be popular enough where you're going to have to, if you're going to fade him, yeah. You got to hope he doesn't score score three times. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you know that in the in the other game that a, the only game that Aiden O'Connell started, he targeted Jacobs 11 times. I don't you know, uh, I don't know if that says anything. No, you know, Jacobs that, had eight catches for 81 yards. That's something. Um but you know, I I don't know if they had, you know, I don't I don't know what's been going on. You know, I don't know if Abdullah was there i don't know i i see he's been in on more third downs uh i don't know yeah i just was surprised by the projection and the expected popularity of jacobs and i like other running backs better too i love all the people who are shocked that jimmy missed uh Devonte adams wide open down the field like I, what I, what are we doing like that's he would miss on one of those every week with the niners like shanahan would wait like a two and a half quarters for the perfect play and then he'd overthrow someone that was wide open like did yeah, not, it is kind of curious why. Did people, we not watch the Super Bowl with Emmanuel Sanders wide open for the winning touchdown? He overthrew him. Like it's just, it's just what he does. Right. Like I, expectations, I think were a bit too high. Like he, he won a lot of games. Don't get me wrong. He's a great dude. Everybody seems to like him. But if you need a big play down the field, like there's no one you'd want less. Like it just, he's that's not who he is. He's a, he's accurate in his in his zone. He makes good good quick decisions. But uh, you get a couple, you get a couple interceptions. You're gonna get missed open guys. It's just the way he is down the field. Yeah, and he was in like the best system that a guy like yeah. that could be in to succeed, yeah. you know, with that defense, with Shanahan, with the skill players, you know, it's different now. Yeah. So let's jump into uh, what we do uh, at positions this week. We'll talk about quarterback first. 
Um, you kind of mentioned off the top, Lamar and Jalen Hurts are the expensive guys, the obvious guys, the one people will play. Lamar's 8,200 against Seattle. Hurts is 8,000 against Dallas. I guess my main question is for you is, do you have a, do you have a strong preference between the two this week? Um, I don't have a strong preference for cash games. I'll just go with Hurts because he'll probably be twice as popular uh, and he's cheaper. And, you know, you just don't want to lose at the quarterback position. Right in cash games. Um, yeah, no, I don't have a strong preference. You mentioned Hertz not running as much. I remember the last podcast we did, I believe was for the week five game against the Rams. And we said the same thing. And then he had 15 carries for 72 yards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, this, yeah, one, this, just... one's, this one's different to me because he doesn't look healthy when he runs right now. Like he had right. a play, he had a play last week where I think he ran left and went out of bounds and like the last yard or two. And then when he was on the side, he was definitely limping. Like you could tell he was not, you know, the, the boom explosive Jalen Hurts that we see. I mean, he has, he has 21 yards rushing and six yards rushing the last two weeks. Like that's a, it's a pretty specific thing. I know you still get the, the tush push, although they ran the, they ran the trick playoff it last week with, with Swift. Like if they're going to run a trick playoff that good luck stopping any of those, but um, his ceiling definitely drops if he's not running, if he's not running and scoring and, and doing stuff on the ground. Like I still, he had three nineteen and four touchdowns last week. So like he can right. still do plenty of the passing game. Their, their offense is awesome. Um, but the ceiling does drop a little bit. Uh, you know, both his big passing games have been against, against Washington. So you got to take that into effect a little bit. Um, but I, I think, I, mean, I love this game. I think this game will get it back. If I think the Dallas is going to, uh, get a little more offense than people think. I think the Dak's playing really well right now. Um, I'd probably pick Hurts over Lamar this week too. I think if you just look at the numbers, he's been a lot more consistent. You know, he's, yeah. he's been over 21 fantasy points and six straight. And then, you look at Lamar, and he had 11 last week against Arizona. He had yeah. 11 against Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. 18 against Tennessee. Um, you know, he's Lamar not... is uh, top 10 in five games, and then outside the top 20 in three games. There you go. So I yeah. know it's a small sample, but you feel like the range of outcomes is a little bit wider than Hurts. Um, yeah, I don't know. That they're both good options. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's just with Hurts, it's tough. They get to the one-yard line, like it's an automatic six points. It's just, it, it's tough to uh, tough to stop that. But I think that game will be fun. On the other side of that game, do you do you, do you have any interest in playing Dak? Yeah, Dak has been quarterback one and quarterback three the last two weeks. Um, the Eagles played Tua really well, but then Sam Howell thrashed them last week. So, like Sam Howell had a huge game against Philly last week. Should be a good game script. Should be points. Should be Philly, uh, you know, Philly's favored in that game. They're at home. Um, what does one do with Dak? He's stuck in this weird like range in the middle where everybody's gonna play Lamar Hurts, and if you don't, you probably just jump down and play someone cheap to save a lot of money. I feel like Dak is just kind of lost in this middle where no one's gonna play anybody. Yeah, and I have some interest in Dak. I do too. Um, you mentioned the Cowboys' offense has looked better, definitely, and Dak has looked better. Uh, the last two games have been their best games of the season. Uh, he He's thrown for 11 touchdowns in his last three games against the Eagles, you know, and they've had a good defense or that entire yeah. time. So I'm not really worried about that. The, the these Cowboys Eagles games have been combining for points. Um, I have some interest in CD lamb. So, so that gives me some interest in Dak. We saw him at least, we saw him run a little bit more against the chargers. You know, he does have that upside to run for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I do have interest in Dak, especially because, you know, with with only Lamar and Hertz up at the top, uh, you know, there's a clearer path to being the top quarterback. You know, Lamar and Hertz can 
score 20, 25 points and that's fine. You, you don't need that. Dak can outscore that. Any of these cheap guys can. I think there's, there's an argument for playing cheap quarterbacks this week because there's not that, not as much in their way as usual. Yeah, I think so too. I think the cheap guys are really interesting. There are, there's four or five names down here under 6,000 that like I never get to hear in quarterback. You never know once in a while, like I'll build a stack here, but uh, we got a lot of cheap quarterbacks this week. We got you know, Baker Mayfield's 5,200 in a, in, a, in uh, against Houston, uh, Minshew and Bryce Young. And we mentioned the, uh, the Carolina indie game, uh, 5,200 for Minshew, 5,100 for Bryce Young. Uh, Sam Howell last week off the huge game. He's had some ugly games, but he's been, he's been a top 12 quarterback in four of the last five weeks. They, they went to a quick passing game last week. He was getting sacked like 400 times a game. It's like on pace to set historic records and sacks. Got sacked once by the Eagles last week. And like he just like, he got the butter of the ball quick the entire game. Used Jahan Dotson, used Terry McLaurin. Um, so he's 5,800. Mac Jones is 4,900. You mentioned a good spot for New England, 4,900 against Washington. Like it's the, it's the best matchup you can get right now. Every quarterback versus Washington since week one has been a top 10 on the week including Tyrod Taylor and Desmond Ritter. Like that, if you, if you carry those guys to top 10 weeks, you're really, really trying to be bad. Um, we had Aiden O'Connell at 4,500. What does one do with all these cheap guys? There are a ton of options. Uh, how do you parse through them and pick the right one? Uh, I like both options in that Washington, New England game. Uh, you know, for all the reasons you said about Howell, uh, that combined with, I just like a New England guys. I like Stevenson. I like Demario Douglas. Uh, and yeah, Mac Jones, 4,900. Just kind of by default, um, you know, you mentioned Washington has been bad all season, but and they just lost their best two pass rushers. So, I mean, it, like, yeah. what a spot for Mac Jones. Um, it was a great matchup before they traded those two guys. Right. It was a yeah. great matchup before that. Look, I know it's Mac Jones, but he's capable. He's capable at least sometimes. He actually looked pretty good in that game against Buffalo. So, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see him have a good game. Um the, yeah, I like though I like the quarterbacks. I like Minshew and Bryce Young in that game. I just like that game environment a lot. The one guy you didn't mention that normally, you know, it's he's a tough roster, but Derek Carr's thrown for over three hundred in three straight yep. games. Um, it, he's put it's up funny. Over, he was the he was he was the one I had my list. I just kind of skipped him, but yeah, right. Yeah, it's tough, but you know, he, he's put up over twenty fantasy points in all of those games with without that many touchdowns. With you know, getting vultured by Taysom Hill, and so. You know, what I'm saying is obviously that's likely to happen most of the time, but there is opportunity for him to put up bigger scores. If, you know, some of those deep passes would have went for touchdowns. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't, I have interest in Kamara and some interest in Olave and maybe even Shahid. So just sort of by default, I could throw Derek Carr in there. Yeah, weirdly, the Saints' offense has gotten more interesting and fun, although Chris Olave has not been part of that. He had the drop touchdown, then Carr missed him on one, like the next play. It was That was that was rough. Uh, yeah, and Chicago's 29th in points allowed to quarterback, so that works too. Um, I think I'm focusing on the Carolina Indy game. Um, I really like Gardner Minshew. I just – Carolina's just got to do a little bit. He's thrown the ball 40-plus times in four of the last five weeks. Like, he's dropping back, and they're throwing. You mentioned before a good point. They're playing fast. Like, you're playing – you know, you could take combine playing fast and throwing a lot. Like, it's just you're going to get stats out of that. He's got seven total touchdowns the last two weeks. He can run it in, too. You mentioned that with Dak earlier. Like, uh, you know, he had a couple rushing touchdowns last week. Um, Carolina's been good against quarterbacks, but mostly because teams really haven't had to throw very much. I don't to put too much weight in that. It's just, like, teams have run the ball so much against them because you just don't have to. So, 
Uh, if Carolina can, can score a little boy, we do need to get that. But I do really like this game. I think that uh, the only issue with Bryce Young is he has, he's struggled with zone defense so far. The Colts play the most zone defense in the NFL. They please the least amount of man. Um, but they're not good against the pass. They're leveraging 7.6 yards per attempt. I mentioned Bryce last week, first game, uh, for best YPA game of the year. Um, they're the same price, so I just kind of lean Minshew in that game. But I think uh, I think stacking either way works there. I think I'm going to have a lot of lineups with those guys in it. Um, I do lean Minshew in this range. Um, I wouldn't argue too hard against anybody. I think I like Minshew more than Mac Jones. I get that he's 4900, but Minshew's 52, Bryce is 51. They're all really cheap. Also, uh, it's a fun week in that like there's five or six quarterbacks down here that we can we can argue about and talk about playing. That kind of most weeks we just be like, oh, I'm just going to move up to the 6500 guy and make it easy. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of places because if you move up, you're moving up to 8000. It changes your whole lineup. Yeah, I think you broke that down well. That's an interesting stat about Bryce Young against own defenses I was already thinking maybe he doesn't have the ceiling as some of these other guys yeah. in there Minshew for sure um yeah the Colts have had a 20 percent no huddle rate since he uh took over and yeah you mentioned those rushing touchdowns those two rushing touchdowns against Cleveland were awesome and I mean he's busting out dance moves <laughs> after them I mean yeah. Minshew's a guy that you just you never mind yeah. rostering he he's he's such a gamer and yet this is a yeah. great spot so yeah I, I'm with you yeah, and he yeah, you're right. You're right. He is fun. But uh so let's jump into now that we've got we know we've got the the expensive quarterbacks, we have the one mid-range in deck, we got the cheap guys. Let's jump into other positions, kind of see how we build everything together. Uh, the first note from our sponsors at Splash. Rotowire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 fantasy football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles such as DFS, Pick, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike the traditional sports books, Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. Rotowire will be running weekly DFS tiers contests on Splash Sports all season. Can you beat the Rotowire experts? Visit rotowire.com slash 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 splash. That's hard to say right there to enter today. That's rotowire.com slash splash to enter today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So we talked about the expensive running backs. There's really only two this week. There's uh, there's Alvin Kamara and there's Saquon Barkley. Uh, Kamara's 8,100. Barkley is 7,900. You mentioned before you thought uh, Kamara would be more popular. Uh, what uh, do, you have a, do you have a preference between the two? I actually prefer Barkley this week. Um, it seems like you probably prefer Kamara. Well, I don't know. You know, you, you, you're kind of selling me on Barkley. At least for, for cash games, I'll play Kamara. But yeah. for tournaments, I might take that leverage with Barkley. Um, he, had 36, you, he had 36 carries last week. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was part of that uh, the fact that who was playing quarterback? DeVito? Uh, Tommy DeVito? Yeah. Talk, um, he had he had negative passing yards in that game, by the way. And he came in like the second quarter, third quarter. Like he played a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, he came again, in the second quarter. Again, um, had, to, had to look up who the hell that was when he came in. I admit it. Me I too. Just, uh, I was like, I was like, DeVito. I thought someone was making a joke. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, Syracuse. And I was like, I kind of remember the name, but man, it took would have taken me a while to get that one too. But I uh I yeah, he, that game was horrible, and he had a lot of carries because they had nobody playing quarterback, but like um I think Deion Jones helps. It should help Saquon. Like the threat of him running should open up some holes. Um, the Raiders are allowing 4.6 yards per carry. They're 30th in the NFL in yards from scrimmage for running backs. Um, I mentioned the last two running back ones, Jameer Gibbs and Dante Foreman, were, were against the Raiders. Uh, I just don't think they can stop anybody. I just I, I love Saquon. I think the volume will be there. You give me the volume against this defense. Um, I'm gonna kind of take it all. I think Saquon's looked good the last three weeks. Yeah, you know I'm I'm completely sold. Um, I'm. I'm glad you mentioned all that. You know, one thing I've been trying to sometimes I look for, you know, which running back is playing against the worst quarterback. And I'm not saying Aiden O'Connell's the worst quarterback, but I'm saying it's a bump to the running. It's a, it's a bump to the opposing running back when you're playing against one of these quarterbacks. And I also think it's a little bump for Saquon that Darren Waller's out. You know, he's just a guy that eats some usage and short yep. yardage catches that that can also go to Saquon. Um, you mentioned the the Raiders have been horrible against running backs the last couple weeks, giving up the RB one. Um, yeah, uh, I'm glad I'm talking to you this morning because I may, you know, if I was just in my own little bubble, I may have blindly just clicked Kamara, who I still like. I mean, how can yeah, you I was not say like it's Kamara, not, not an argument but, against Kamara? Like he just, I mean, no. He, the Bears it's an running, argument. It's an yeah. argument for Saquon. Agreed. And the Bears running, the Rares running D has been good. So you, you got to take factor that in. But like, you, it's funny. You wow, look at Kamara. He missed the first. Was that three games? Um, he's already second in receiving points among running backs behind behind Christian McCaffrey already. So he's like getting a ton of a uh, ton of work. He's got seventy plus carries last four weeks, which is key. Like you always get the passing, you get the carries. Like I, I wouldn't argue against Kamara. I would just argue for Barkley. Is kind of my point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. So we've got a whole bunch of guys in the mid-range here. We've got Kenneth Walker at 7,000. You mentioned Josh Jacobs earlier. He's I think he'd be fairly popular. Tony Pollard at 6,800. Uh, really dropped in price. He's had a weird, weird season. Um, they've had weird, like, blowouts both ways. They have four blowout games. Kind of kind of killed his production. 
Uh, DeAndre Swift, 6,600. Jonathan Taylor, 6,400. Bijan down to 6,100. Arthur Smith has finally broken DraftKings and gotten to move him all the way down. Um, he had 11 touches last week. This is getting ridiculous. But uh, what are you doing in the mid-range? You know, I think we talked about a lot of people will have either Kamara or or Barkley and then probably one guy in this range. Um, who's your guy in this range? Who do you like this week in this uh, this mid-range? Yeah, so, you know, people like Jacobs, and we, we spoke about him already. It's not going to be Jacobs. Um, Kenneth Walker, you know, it, for one, it's just a tough matchup. But Charbonnet out-touched him last week, and that's uh, outsnapped him as well. I was, surpri- I was surprised by that. I, I had to look that up, and um, Walker only had nine touches last week. Yeah, so that's very concerning, obviously, for 7K. Pollard, um Let's talk about Tony Pollard. This is a yeah, weird, let's talk been, about Tony Pollard. Been a um, weird year. You know, you wouldn't I was one of the guys that thought, you know, he had upside to be RB1 this this season. Uh, I was drafting him in best ball. Yeah, high on Tony Pollard. Seen some underlying stats that show he might not be the same physically. Yeah. As far as like expected rush yards, he's near the bottom. Um, so yeah, that's concerning. Uh, the, the price tag though, you know, it's the first time we've seen him under seven K. Yep. Uh, so that's intriguing. Um, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you like him to be involved in the receiving game. You saw him with that big 60 yard catch against the chargers. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of lukewarm on Pollard. What do you think? I, uh, I saw the price, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be all in on power. Then I got a little deeper. It's been um, – the Philly run D is great, first of all. I don't think they're allowed to running back over 60 yards rushing, so you got to factor that in. Uh, you're right on Pollard. It's a good point. He has not hit explosive plays. Like, I thought that um, – I didn't think – in ending a week now, you're talking about the fact that Tony Pollard, you know, is great when he gets volume, but not when he doesn't, which is very strange because he's, he's an explosive guy. At least he was before. The blowouts have been tough. Like it just, it seems like when they get way ahead, like they did last week, they limit his touches because they're just trying to save him, save touches. There's no reason to use him when they're blowing guys out. You know, we, you always think like, oh, they're up 30 to run the ball. But like, yeah, if you're up 30, you run the ball with backups. Like you just don't, if you're up 10, you run the ball with Paul. If you're up 30, you run the ball with backups. And they were up, what was it 33 to three on New England last week or whatever? It was going to crazy. You take those three blowout wins, you take the blowout loss against the Niners. That's four games out of his seven where he's been limited because of, of points. The other three games, he has over 100 total yards and a lot of touches. So he has been good in those games. But, um, yeah, the ex- lack of explosive plays. Like, it, it sucks when you need volume for a guy to work. But um, I'm tempted. It's 6,800. I like the price. I like the game. Uh, I just don't like the matchup at Philly on any run game. I think Dallas can try and throw the ball. Um, and I also really like Jonathan Taylor this week. We talked about that Indy Carolina game a bunch. Um, he looked good last week. He only had 12 carries, but 95 yards. Zach Moss is still playing too much for my liking, although that's starting to shift. Um, Taylor had 43 snaps this week. Moss had 28, but Moss looked good. Uh, Taylor only had a couple touches in the second half, so they kind of went away from him late. Uh, but you talk about great matchups. We talked about the Raiders earlier. Carolina is awful against the run. They're 31st in the NFL, allowing 5.0 yards per carry, uh, a league-high 23 points per game to running back. So the, the matchup, uh, plus how Taylor's looked recently, kind of getting more and more uh, touches each week, more and more snaps each week. Uh, I love Taylor at 6,400 this week. Yeah, he's my favorite in this range, too. Um, I played him last week, and, uh, you know, that's what I was going to bring up. Why He had two touches, yeah. one carry or two carries in the second half. I don't understand that. You know, he had he had 90 rushing yards at halftime or whatever. Um, you know, people, people were saying something about an injury, but, yeah, I don't know. We didn't hear anything about that. It just it doesn't make sense why and he, he would was, touch the he ball was twice. On, he was on the field a bunch. He just didn't touch it. It seems weird. I read this somewhere, but – 
the feeling you get is like when Moss comes in, it's like for a set running play and they, they touch the ball. And then Taylor's kind of in as part of the regular offense and sometimes run, sometimes pass. It's, it's weird. That they would use Moss that way, but I don't know. I think he's Jonathan Taylor. I think he's still down here at 6,400. Uh, Carolina sucks against the run. Like, I don't know how many touches he'd need to be really, really good here. Um, I like the spot. I think it's the last time we see him in this price range. Yeah, I, I, you know, I agree with all that. He, all that being said, he's still my favorite in this range. Uh, Bijan's interesting. I was gonna say, what the heck do you do with Bijan? Because I, I need you to tell me because I don't have an answer. I don't know that I have an answer either. You know, he's gonna be popular, so I would say that can be a reason to fade in tournaments. Um, but you know, if you like him, it's a good spot. Uh, again, I like him a little bit more because Kirk Cousins is out, you know, they're supposed to start another guy that at least I don't, I had never heard of, uh, Jaron Hall. That's right. Is it, is it, is it BYU guy? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and you know, they say they just traded for Dobbs who might play, uh, but, but won't start. I don't know is what I've heard so far. It's either way. The guys we've never heard of is why it's impossible. Like it is, it doesn't happen. I always, it just, there's been weird guys this year. He was, he was, he was a fifth rounder in 2020. This, this draft too. Like we're talking about guys who were drafted deep this year. It's wild. Wild. And he's, he's he's 25 too. Oh, wow. 20. Yeah, I guess, you know, some of those BYU guys, um, but yeah, you know, it's a, it, it's such a steep drop in price for Bijan. Um, you know, he had been 77, 78, 8K to start the season. Uh, yeah. Last week he went down to 6K um, and he, he remained there. Um, you know, I just fit, you figure with whoever Minnesota is going to start at quarterback, Atlanta should find themselves with some pretty good opportunities throughout the game. But I really worry about those touches. They, you know, how... What do you think about Heineke starting? Is this is this better or worse for Bijan? Man, I don't think Desmond Ritter is good at all. So I think it's better. I think that I think they'll actually have to play the pass against Heineke, which is which is nice. Where you, at Ritter, you really don't. The weirdest thing with Bijan that like if you had told me in Week Nine we're talking about him down at six hundred, I'm like, I oh, mean, he must be just not looking great as a rookie, not having a lot of yards for carry. The dude looks really good. Like it just it just they don't use him. I mean, he had the game two weeks ago where he was he was apparently sick and and they didn't play, but. You know, last week was 11 touches, looked good, had a touchdown, had 62 yards. Um, it's weird. I mean, I know that I, I like Tyler Algeo. Tyler Algeo's a really hard runner. Like, I like Tyler, Tyler Algeo too. But it, why did, are you talking about a guy that you drafted super early in Bijan? Like, it just – and it's a running back. Like, you want to get your usage out of him while he's on your team? Like, running backs don't last forever. It's it's just – the whole thing is very – Minnesota's pretty good against the run, which, you know, I guess that's a problem too. Um I just don't know. I keep thinking like one of these weeks, Bijan's going to have 24 carries and just kill everybody. But uh, I don't know if it's coming. I just, I, Arthur Smith, uh, it almost seems like Arthur Smith is like enjoys trolling the fancy world so much. He's just doing it on purpose now. I realize he's not, but like it almost feels like he is because it's that bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because it might be on purpose <laughs> just a little bit. You know, he goes, he goes out of his way to bring out that of his stuff way. up now. Like, and it's, you know, like that, to that questions stuff. that aren't even about it. Like he just goes out right. and bring it up. Yeah. Right. And you would think like, Hey man, like you're a head coach. Like, shouldn't you be above this type of right. stuff? Like it's, it's yeah. really weird, but yeah, it's tough to trust Bijan. Um, but I get it. He's cheap and it's a good matchup. So he might be the best back in this range. Uh, I like some guys cheaper than him, but yeah, I think Bijan's a fine option. 
So cheaper than him. Uh, the names I have here, we got Gus Edwards off the three touchdown week list. We mentioned Lamar didn't do much because Gus Edwards was scoring every five minutes. Um, there He's 5,900. Rashad White, uh, 5,600 coming. Uh, he's been kind of blah against running the ball, but really involved in the passing game, which is obviously great. And, you know, DraftKings, you get PPR. Uh, Jerome Ford's down here, 5,300, coming off an injury. Um, and then Chuba Hubbard at 5,000 uh, has clearly taken over the starting job from Miles Sanders, outside, outsnapped him at 45 to 12 last week, didn't do a lot with it. Um, but uh, what do you do in the 5,000? Is there anybody really that, that really you want to play, or did I, did I miss someone you really want to play? Yeah, I think actually my favorite is Ramondre. All right, uh, I forgot about at, him. At 54. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the concerning thing with Ramondre is that Ezekiel Elliott is still seeing work. Um, Ramondre had 31 snaps last week. Elliott had 22, so that's pretty close. What, what, are, we, um, what are we doing? What are we doing here, right? Um, I'm just going to – Harp on again. Harp on the fact again that it's a great spot for the Patriots. Um, and Stevenson has receiving upside. And he's you, know how many time, you know how many times Ramondre's top sixty yards rushing this year? Zero. Zero. Okay. Is that, um, is, that uh, is that is that a ridiculous? That's a ridiculous stat. That's amazing. Well, so he played the Eagles and the Dolphins. Dolphins twice. Dallas. They got blown out by New Orleans, thirty-four nothing. Blown out by Dallas. so. He's had mostly tough matchups. I think all yeah. but one. He played the yeah. Raiders once. And he had, the, he, had the, he, had the, he had the Jets and the Saints in there, too, who can both play defense, too. You're right. Definitely. So yeah. I looked into that, and, yeah, you know, he's been the victim of tough matchups and bad game scripts. So, I, you know, I I think it's – the, the uh, potential's there. You know, the, the six, potential's still there. The 16 targets the last two weeks are what I really like. They've used him a lot more in the passing game than they did, the like, weeks two through five. Uh, are, is he going to be popular? Do, you're good with percentages. Like, are a lot of people going to play him at this price in, in the matchup? I, I do think like, he'll be like, relatively popular. popular I feel like yeah. I feel like people are kind of over him, but uh, I I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys in this range you can play. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't. It's not. He's not going to be crazy popular, but like, who else? In, people are going to play some Rashad white in this range, like you mentioned, especially with what he's been doing in the receiving game. Uh, People are going to maybe play Chuba uh, because he's five K and got all the work last week. Uh, It's a good spot for these Cleveland guys. I don't think anyone's going to play either Cleveland guy. It's tough because like, which one do you pick? Yeah. Um, Kareem, Kareem Huntsman scoring touchdowns, but uh, yeah, like Jerome Ford hasn't topped 40 snaps since week four. Like they're just, they're mixing and matching a bunch. Um, and uh, yeah, who knows with that offense, but yeah, that's, it is a good spot at home against Arizona for sure. I don't think I can do it with Gus Edwards, but I, you know, I guess I get it. He has four TDs in the past two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and he look. is, uh, he's slowly um, taking over that job from justice Hill too. He's out snapped him 53 to 24 the last two weeks. So he's definitely, uh, he's definitely the guy that's in that backfield at least. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the, my favorite is Stevenson. I just wanted to mention Pierce hasn't practiced yet, yet this week, so we might end up getting $4,300 Singletary. Uh, I don't know that, you know, that would be fine, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone stand out here for you? Uh, not particularly. Um, Rashad, well, you've, I think you've told me, you sold me on Stevenson. I've been, uh, he's been so frustrating in season long that I just kind of like, uh, whatever, but uh I think you sold me with the fact that they've they've either been like blown out or faced really tough run defenses almost every single game, except for that Raiders game. He did score in that game. He didn't do much, but he did score. 
Um, I think you sold me. I just hate the fact that Ezekiel gets like 40% of the snaps. And they just mm-hmm. absurd. Yeah. But uh, we've got a while here. Let's, uh, let's talk about receivers. Uh, expensive guys. We've mentioned um, a few of them so far. But, um, you know, above uh, – I'm just going to go above 7,000 kind of in that range. We've got uh, – you have A.J. Brown's 8,600. Cooper Cup, 8,500. Might have Brett, Brett Rippon at his quarterback. Uh, mentioned CeeDee Lamb. Big game last week. He's 8,200. Devontae Adams, uh, we talked about him with the Jimmy Garoppolo misses. Um, and they're the guys over 8,000. Are you are you pretty clearly A.J. Brown and, and Lamb over the other two? I think it's hard to kind of – unless you really want to be a different at tournament. Cooper Cup does have 17 targets the last two weeks. They're throwing it to him. Um, first time in his career under 30 total yards in back-to-back games. So if you want to talk about uh, squeaky wheel kind of stuff, um, you know, Cooper Cup is probably that right now. Green Bay's had issues against slot receivers this year. Um it's really hard to get to cup or Adams over lamb or Brown right now. though. Yeah. I think you broke it down perfectly and I'm just going to be on Brown and CD in the spot. I mean, AJ Brown's look completely unstoppable. He's on, you know, the record streak right now of six straight games with 125 plus receiving yards and just dominating cornerbacks. Like he had a touchdown. Dominating. He had touched against Washington where it was like double covered and like, screw it. I'm just going to throw it to him. And it wasn't even like close. It was just easy catch. It was like, wild. how how do you stop AJ Brown? He He's a guy, every time you watch him play, you sort of think, well, he's unstoppable. Yeah. So, you know, they don't have. Good, uh, good, good trade by Tennessee, by the way. That worked well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the Cowboys don't have digs and, I, you know, it's a, I, the matchup doesn't worry me. Yeah. I think Brown's the number one option. CD finally, uh, sorry. No, I was going to say, um, tournament strategy-wise, can can you in any way get to Cup or Adams here? It's just like being completely different and trying to like – obviously two studs, but are you trying yeah. to like – are you playing that game at all? I think I think you could get to Cup if Stafford – only if Stafford plays, okay. right? Only if Stafford plays. Um, you mentioned that Packers have had some issue with slot guys. And, yeah, they, they have Jair Alexander back now. And I don't know if he's going to – match up with puka maybe it is a spot for cup to eat um so yeah i don't mind that uh from a leverage standpoint but yeah you know i like c lamb too uh you know people have just been begging the cowboys to target lamb more he's he's one of those guys that's always open sort of a la jamar chase uh and he's proved it the last two weeks looked great um, and the, the Eagles have quietly allowed a lot of big games to wide receiver ones. They have not. Uh, they have not stopped people, especially outside receivers, and they're playing Lamb a lot more on the outside the last couple of weeks. It's amazing how the Cowboys' offense looks better the last couple of games when it's because they've used Ceedee Lamb a ton more the last two games. So it's right. Who would have thought? Yeah. Thanks, Mike McCarthy. Why don't we get to, let's let's get this rolling here? Um, in the seven thousands, we've got kind of a, a bunch of names here that aren't super exciting but playable. Um, Adam Thielen, if you're going to talk about that Carolina indie game, like it's weird to play him at 700, but man, the guy just double digit targets for the last five games, just always involved. He has been better against man. We mentioned before Colts play a ton of zones, so maybe that factors in, but 11 targets again last week. We've got Puka in here at 7,400, Mike Evans and Godwin. The Tampa Bay guys are 73 and 7,000. Devontae Smith finally had a big game last week, seven for 99, a touchdown against, uh, he's against Dallas at 7,100. His only two games were against good against Washington, though, so maybe he just, he beat Washington. Um, at some point, defenses probably have to triple team AJ Brown, and maybe Devontae gets loose. But uh, anyone in the seven thousand range, you like? It's it's a bit of a weird range this week with a lot of big names off the board, kind of pushing these guys up in price a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, I do have some interest in 
Thielen and Devonta Smith. Uh, yeah, Thielen, 7,500. You know, I, you remember people did not want to pay 3,900 for him in week two when he was 3,900 <laughs> yep. in week yep. three. And I mean, it was a very tough click. And now all of a sudden he looks like Cooper Cup. I, I don't, you know, uh, the his price keeps going up, though. I think 7,500 is going to keep some people off of him. But, yeah, that's a great game environment. We keep talking about it. So I do have some interest in Thielen. And he's like, clearly he's clearly Bryce's security blanket. Like, you could tell whenever he needs, like, three yards, he throws to him. Even if he's covered, he throws to him. He's just clearly the guy that he drops back and looks for first. Yep. And, and yeah, like, Thielen has looked okay, right? He, you know, he's a guy that it seemed like injuries and age were sort of catching up to him. But, yeah, you know, you got to say he's looked better this year. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind that. Devante, I think, yeah, I have some interest there. I think he's just clearly good leverage if you're going to fade Brown. Like, yeah. if 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 I don't play Brown, I might play Devonta. And yeah, still he, he, expensive enough where it's not like an easy, easy switch. Like, if he was like 6,200, people are like, oh, I'll just play him instead of AJ, save the money, and, and hope he does well. But 7,100 is still like, still pricey enough that I think it keeps people off of Yes, I think, and yes, I agree. I think there's going to be a big difference in the popularity of those two. Like, Brown will be more than double. So, you know, and it's not crazy uh, to see Smith outscoring him. You know, that's going to happen here and there. Uh, I don't know if it'll be this week, but yeah, so I have some interest in those guys. I guess going down, uh, you Still kind of like Alave. You mentioned how it went for him last week. I mean, that was yeah. a really weird drop on that play that should have been a touchdown, and Carr missed him for another touchdown. And uh, you know, like right, like right afterwards too, it was maddening. It's just brutal. I I, yeah. I rostered a bunch of Olave last week. I took a chance, and it did not go my way. Um, he is still cheap though, so yeah, I kind of like Olave. I don't know. What do you think about the six K range? Yeah, there's some names in here. Um, I really like DK Metcalf this week. 6,900, I think, is expensive enough that, you know, people went up. But 14 targets last week, like, they are really trying to force the ball to them. 24 targets the last two weeks. When you have someone like DK that's that good, I think the production has to come when they're using him like that. Um, the Ravens are good against wide receivers, but this is a game where Seattle's going to have to throw the ball. I think Baltimore's going to score. I think we're going to see some points here. Um, he was only five for 67 last week. I love that. I love that he didn't do much with the targets. I love going back to him this week. 6,900 is expensive enough where I don't think a lot of people are going to click on him, but uh, his talent plus the targets under 7,000 in a game that we have to throw. Um, I really like how everything lines up for DK. I'm going to play him a bunch this week. I think we're looking at a uh, hundred yards and a touchdown for DK this week. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's a great call. I don't think anyone's going to be on DK. Yeah, nice. I saw I'd like to hear that. Yeah, 24 targets over the past two weeks. He hasn't done anything with any of them. Uh, but, yeah, you know, people, he's banged up. He's questionable every week. People just aren't going to play him. Uh, yeah, but I think it's a good spot. It's a good spot for that passing game. Uh, I think I, I like him. I like I like him even more, even these all the guys we talked about in the 7,000. I think I like DK a little bit more. I think that's, uh, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to kind of just call him my, my mid-range guy. I think that's pretty smart. You sold me. Yeah, he's that's that's great leverage. He's a guy that you can easily see being the top scorer at the position. He just hasn't had one of those games yet. Yeah, and it, it, Baltimore's tough, but like I said, I think that they're going to have to throw and give me a game where teams have to throw. Um, you know, Gino forced the ball in there a little, but I think he's going to make sure he gets some targets. So I like that. Uh, I think Pittman works at sixty six hundred. Um, he was uh, he, he was only eight for forty last week, but at thirteen targets. 
Carolina's brutal just all over. I mean, I know that they they even had a lot of passing yards against them because nobody's passed, but they're allowing 8.8 yards of target to wide receivers. I think that Pittman will be very involved. Um, again, it all comes down if Carolina can do a little bit to make Andy keep dropping back and passing, but he works. Uh, you mentioned Olave. Uh, that's kind of a bounce back guy I like too. I mean, he's down to 6,300. I think that we never thought we'd see him this low as the season started. He was a, a second round pick in drafts, only over 60 yards once in the last five weeks. Um, so I think that uh, I think we, it works really well there too. And then the final at, at the bottom, I mean, Jordan Addison has been really good at 6,000, but we have no more Kirk Cousins. Like, does that take you fully off him? Cause he's been, I mean, he was good again last week after the big game against the Niners, a lot of team targets with no Jefferson um, Atlanta got smoked by DeAndre Hopkins last week, three touchdowns and kind of made it look easy in those, on those passes with, from Will Levis. Um, does no cousins make you off Addison or can you do it at 6,000? I think it makes me off Addison. Um, that's yeah, good. That was, that was the answer I was looking for. I think that's uh, yeah. We just we just don't know what we're getting there, and it's it's so hard to play someone not known. But he's really involved and active and good. But uh, without a quarterback, it's, it's so hard to play someone we have no idea about the quarterback. He's really involved and really good. But yeah, I just I like guys priced above and below him, and yeah, I'm just not like you know. You mentioned Hopkins last week. He did that on four catches um and and honestly will levis looked great i mean he made he was making incredible throws yeah i I don't know if we're gonna see that from who's ever quarterbacking for i already i already forgot i already forgot jaron hall is that his name jaron hall yeah that's his name i don't know if we're gonna see that from him couple Um, a couple quick questions in the chat someone said they're worried about the dallas defense um i would definitely pick up the saints defense over dallas i would not play dallas against the eagles um uh, I would definitely, if you have a good, the Saints are a really good option this week. I'd play that. Uh, question for you, Ryan, because it just seemed too hard for me. Should you drop, uh, drop Tajay Spears for Madison Singletary, Rasheed Rice, or Jerry Judy? I would take Rasheed Rice. Love his second half with, um, with Home Mahomes. I think he's going to be the uh, best receiver on that team in the second half. Yeah. Um, I agree. I would do it for Rasheed Rice. I would do it for Judy if Rice wasn't there. I think I would even. too. Um, yeah. I just know definite. Judy's on a Judy's on a buy this week. So if you needed somebody, although you know, you, at least you get Rice in that uh, that Sunday morning right. game. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think Judy, I agree with you. I think I go Judy, uh, Judy or Rice pretty easily. Um, you can have Alexander Madison. I'm done with him. Yeah, I'm done with him too. Uh, it was big big mistake on my part drafting him in best ball. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think this guy's on it with st- uh, Saints defense for sure. You want to stream yeah. Saints defense over Dallas, and I agree that I think I would play Downs over Addison too. Great game environment for Downs. He's looked. He's been getting a ton of volume. Another talented rookie. That's a good. Uh, uh, that's a good segue into the five thousands. Then let's uh, let's jump in there. Josh Downs is fifty two hundred. Uh, he's one of the names I had highlighted down here. Um, six eight six and nine targets the last four weeks. He has at least five catches in every Gardner Minshew start. Clearly, Minshew likes him. Clearly, his offense is much different. You know, I'm not sure better or worse, but different with uh, with Minshew. Uh, we got Zay Flowers at fifty seven hundred. Terry McLaurin's down here fifty six hundred. Kind of an interesting name. Uh, what do you like in the five thousands? McLaurin really stands out for me. Uh, yeah, another one of those sort of – he just hasn't exploded yet, but the targets are there, 12, huge, 11, huge targets, 9. Yeah. You know, we know how good he is. Uh, we know he makes big plays. Uh, it's a good spot for Washington, too, uh, against a, a Patriots team that's not very good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like McLaurin. Again, you know, so part 
I'm being pushed there a little because I like some Patriot players too. So it just makes sense. Um, Zay Flowers. Yeah, Zay Flowers projects well in that range. I get it. I prefer prefer McLaurin. Uh, I like Downs too. I what feel like think? we're just waiting on the big Zay Flowers game. Like I, he's getting a lot of targets. He's 11, 8, 6, and 7 last week. He only had 19 yards last week on five catches. They're running like really short kind of quick stuff to him. I feel like we're, we're going to get a big Zay Flowers blow up game, but I always feel like it's one of those guys I'm keep playing, hoping for it. And that never works when you do that. Like by week 12, you're out of money and it doesn't work. But yeah, um, I, I, I think I prefer, so too. Yeah. I prefer Sorry. McLaurin. I prefer McLaurin too. And I just nine plus targets last five weeks. Howell looked really good last week. The offense looked good. They looked like they kind of figured out how to, uh, how to deal with the lack of offensive line a little bit. I mean, it's always going to hurt you, but um, New England had been good against the pass. Tyreek and Waddle both had 100 last week. Granted, that's Tyreek and Waddle. Like, that's, uh, you know, we can't compare those to most guys, but uh, I like McLaurin. I like Downs. I think Downs, just like in a PPR situation at 5,200, he gets catches every week with Minshew. And I, I think it's, I think it's uh, easy to go back to that. Yeah, me too. I mean, those are the guys I prefer. The, just, yeah, the thing about Flowers, it, he hasn't topped 78 receiving yards yet and only has one touchdown. And, you're right. Like it's going to happen, but clearly, you know, there's something to that and that he's a smaller guy, you know, getting shorter passes and yeah. I, and oh, sorry, the Seattle matchup, they actually have two pretty good corners. Yeah. They do. Um, so yeah. It, it feels like we always had that one guy every year. Like, you know, we like him in preseason. He's a big name. He was fun. He's a rookie. You know, it's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come. And maybe it does, but it's been eight weeks and hasn't yet. Like it just, I think it's. Uh, I think you. I think you make more money getting off those guys too early than you do kind of waiting for that one big blow up week and hoping for it. But uh, receivers that are cheap, uh, there are a lot of names down here, and there's one I want to ask you in particular about. But you mentioned uh, Demario Douglas going to be popular at four thousand. No Devonte Parker. Uh, no Kendrick Bourne. It sucked. Bourne had been actually playing well uh, before tearing his ACL. Uh, I think a lot of people have Douglas at four thousand. Uh, but I want to talk to you about a receiver that's under 5,000 that there is a no way in the world we thought he would get down here at any point this year. He was a like a third-round draft pick in season-long leagues, um, had eight targets last week, probably the best um, talent upside guy in this range. But Christian Watson is 4,900, your Packers, against the Rams. He's had a lot of inaccurate targets. You look at numbers like, you know, targets to him, but that can't be caught at numbers high. But man, Christian Washington's forty nine hundred. You talk about a guy who can blow up. You don't get many like this under five thousand. No, and I think just based on talent alone, it's fine if you want to take a shot at him. It's like it's very concerning that he doesn't have more than three catches in a game this year. Yeah. Um, but you're right, a guy that his talent jumps off the page. Uh, so I get it based on that perspective. Again, you know, we, we spoke I'm, uh, I'm, about. I'm I'm playing him this week. Okay, that's fine. You know, we, we, we spoke about love at the start, and, yep. you know, maybe it's my Packers bias. I'm not sure I'll get there, but I get it. Um, I don't know. I kind of like some other guys more, I guess, uh, just going so, down. So not quite as draft hypey, but pretty draft hypey. Um, Jahan Dotson is hit 5,000 down here. We talked about this uh, Washington-New England game a little bit, finally broke out last week. And as they changed their offense a little bit, like he – Quick targets, getting to the ball quick is a good thing. Eight for 108 on 10 targets. First game over 45 yards. Um, they're clearly trying to get involved. 18 targets the last two weeks. No Curtis Samuel. Uh, do you like Dotson again this week? Yeah, I do like Dotson. Yeah, if I if I don't have McLaurin, there's a really good chance I'll have Dotson. Uh, 
Curtis Samuel still hasn't practiced this week, so that's yep. at least something. Pay attention to that. It would, it would make me like McLaurin Dotson even more. Uh, so, yeah, I do have some interest there. Uh, I have a little bit of interest in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, you know, the do you Metcalf. Need, uh, do you need, like, Tyler Lockett not to play for that to happen, or do you do it anyway? I don't know. You know, both Metcalf and, and Lockett are just – perpetually questionable so every, like you know it's every week i don't i i, I even like ignore it now because it's just like they're questionable every week i don't even look at yeah it. like they're gonna play. yeah 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 and but you know sometimes you get where you know one of them sits out the whole second half you know we see it just about every year and you know it, jsn doesn't even need that he's a guy that's been involved in the offense now touchdowns in back-to-back games just a talented guy so you know i don't mind going there i think Doug, way, that, douglas uh, is that block that uh, that DK had on the on the Smith and Jigger touchdown was awesome. He's a uh, DK's just uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so you know, I have some interest there. I have some interest in Shahid. You know, I know he only had three targets last week, but he caught them all for 153 they, yards. They were all they were all pretty darn good targets. <laughs> yeah, and you know we've seen him catch these deep balls all season. Uh, so I don't mind that. I think Douglas is going to be really popular. So yeah, he's a great cash game play. I'll definitely be playing him in cash games. Tournaments, you know, when a guy's going to be the most popular in his range, he's a good fade, too, if you want to fade him. Uh, there are a ton of guys in the 3K range you can play. Um, I, there, I don't know. There, there's there's one I particularly like in this range. Is there anybody in the 3K range you particularly like? Um, one that stands out. No, you, you you go for it. I was going to name a bunch of guys. Uh, there's one that I, I – anybody in the 3K range, like he's coming with a lot of risk. You don't even need to say that. But uh, my guy ran around on 97.5% of the dropbacks last week. Is in a game that we've talked about liking a bunch already today. Uh, last three weeks, over 60 snaps in each of those weeks. Uh, talented rookie. I'm going uh, Jonathan Mingo in Carolina, 3,400. I think he's just a really interesting, super cheap part of this game. Or if you want to go like kind of a, a run back, you want to play Minshew and Pittman or whatever it may be, and you don't quite have the money to get some of somebody else. Or uh, I think Mingo at 3,400, he's, he's on the field a ton. Uh, give me someone talented on the field a lot, getting some action at this price. And I think in a game I like, I kind of always just play someone like that. I think you just fall into production 61, 64, and 66 snaps the last three weeks. Yeah, I think that's a great call. I don't think I have – anyone better than that um, who uh, is there anybody else down here you do like uh, like like is a strong word but i can <laughs> yeah uh, i'll mention some guys uh, you know kendrick Bourne is out i think Devonte parker is also going to be out so that there, there's where the love for douglas comes from but they also you know it's going to be 3k jalen rieger starting and I don't know. Wow. Like I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think I didn't think we had Jalen Rieger on the podcast in 2023. That's pretty I good. Mean, I, I like you it. know, I was like, do I even mention $3,100 Smith Schuster? I don't know. But, you know, he, he he's a guy that looks so limited physically after some of the injuries he's had. But, but like, would it shock anyone? Someone's going to have to play, right? Besides, it's right. Douglas in the slot. But the other guys are going to have to play, guys. And Bourne but, was really good and getting a lot of action. I mean, someone – Washington can't stop anybody in the past. Look, like, somebody's got to be there. These guys are 3K, so, like, could they catch six balls for 50 yards and a touchdown? I mean, that's 17 points. You know, that yeah. kind of anybody could do that. Um, you know, there's other guys here, too. The Giants guys are interesting. You know, it's a good matchup, and you have Waller out. Yeah. So like, I, I, you know, they kind of 
Wandale, he's questionable. Maybe doesn't have the upside. Slayton, I don't know. Like you could take a chance on some of these Giants guys. It's just, it's a spot where one of them has to succeed almost. Yeah, one of them has to su- it, succeed. It's, it's the Raiders. Someone's going to have to do something at some point. Right. So, and they, yeah. they don't have Waller. You know, they can't just give it to Saquon every time. Right. Um, so, you know, I think Giants guys are interesting. Uh, I think people... People have been mentioning Michael Gallup just because he's in that that game environment. We we saw him get ten targets two weeks ago. Uh, you know we know he has big play upside. We've seen it before. Uh, so I think how much is uh, how much is Gallup? He's th- in the threes. Thirty six. Yeah. Okay. So you know, like I, I get it. Uh, probably won't go there. I definitely prefer your Mingo call. Um, I think. You know that speaking yeah. of the Giants guys, real quick, Wandale played sixty snaps last week and had one target, no catches. But like, I think you throw all that out. That game was that game was dumb. Once uh, once Tyrod got hurt, they just weren't even throwing the ball. Um, you give me sixty snaps of Wandale with Daniel Jones at three is thirty five hundred. Um, it's hard to uh, hard to not think that he does at least something with that. Man, that's a great point. That's a great point because it was just two weeks ago when Wandale was. Three weeks ago, he was massive chalk at 3,800. Yep. You know, people see yep. eight catches on eight targets, and, you know, he's their slot guy. It should be even a better spot now with Jones back and without Waller. So, yeah, I can definitely get behind Wandale. Yeah, um, that's probably – if I were to go second to Mingo, it would probably be Wandale with the thought that um, give me the 60-snap number and just throw everything else from last week because that game was just ridiculous. Yeah, I think one of uh, one of the worst football games ever played. By the way, the game was horrible. Yeah, no, I agree. You just throw it out. I think that's <laughs> yeah, a great point. There is sorry. There's one guy I wanted to mention because I just don't think anyone's going to click him, and I actually, I think there's a little bit of upside, and it's Elijah Moore. Um, look, he, I don't know what to think. We think Watson's going to play. I don't know when Watson was playing, he was getting nine targets, nine targets, seven targets. Uh, I know he's. He hasn't done anything with them and they've all, but most of them have been very short. Um, but you know, they don't have people's Jones anymore. They don't have Chubb. It's a great spot. If they're going up against Clayton tune, it's just, I, I know it's gross, but I'm considering it. Uh, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. How much is, uh, how much is more? He's 39. I mean, you know, cheap. Uh, over 59 snaps uh, last week and over 50, 50 snaps every week. So he's on the field almost every play for them every single game. Like that's a, that's a huge sign right there. And your your point about targets with Deshaun is really interesting. It's seven nine and nine the first three games of the year. I think that's. Uh, I thought things were looking up for him. I, I, yeah. I saw those targets and you saw some of those games and I was like, ah, oh, this is a guy who might do something. And I don't. He's just he's really cheap. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It's, it's a fun week. There are a lot. I, I, the, the thing that stuck out to me was how gross the games are, but then how many cheap receivers I think are really fun and playable. And like, like a normal week, I'd be like, Christian Watson, 4900 is the easiest thing for me ever. And then you get to some of these names, like there's a lot of guys down here you can play. So I think that, uh, I think the percentage will be mixed around a little bit with DeMario being the highest, but I think that there's enough options out here. You can, you don't necessarily have to play him this week. Right. Uh, real quick, we've gone a little bit long. There's a lot to talk about. We haven't talked in a while, so I think we're just uh, we're enjoying that. But tight end, um, we got Mark Andrews at the top at 6,800, then a bunch of names kind of in the middle. T.J. Hawkinson's 5,200. Dallas Goddard, 48. Uh, Taysom Hill with his crazy rush stats is 4,700. Uh, and then you got some cheap guys. You got Kyle Pitts. You mentioned Njoku and Trey McBride earlier. Uh, what's your thought on tight end? Are you, you have any thought of paying up, or we just uh, we're kind of down in the in the low 4,000s, high three range this week? 
Well, I think paying up makes sense. I don't think I'm going to do it, but I think it makes sense on a slate where you don't have Travis Kelsey. You know, what if you get the 25 plus for Manders or whatever? I get that he's more expensive now. Uh, It's just a risk that could pay off. Uh, I'm not, not, I don't think I'm going to do it. I like Njoku and McBride at 38 and 3,700. I kind of like Njoku for similar reasons that I mentioned about more. It's just, it's a great matchup. And yeah, I he's weirdly like backwards. The only thing I have a problem with is he's really backwards. He was much better with PJ Walker than he was with Watson. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair uh, point. Um, but uh, I think that he's, I think the talent of 3,800 at tight end, like uh, I, I think Njoku is obviously, we, we've waited for the breakout for years, but I think uh, last week was, you know, 77 yards and a touchdown, eight targets. Um, I think the talent 3,800 is, a, it's a nice pivot off McBride, who I think will be significantly more popular. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, like McBride too, talented. I've always liked McBride, talented guy. Yeah. Uh, I I don't. And Ertz, again, Ertz is obviously done. We just don't have his late quarterback. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I don't think I would play McBride if if Clayton Tune's going to start. I think but it's going to. I think the stuff I read. I think it's going to. Yesterday seems like it's that's pretty much the indication it's going to be Tune. I don't know what they're doing with yeah. Kyler. I don't know if he's actually ready or healthier. They're what they're doing there, but I think it's going to be Clayton Tune this week. I still think he's a fine play. I still think yeah. he's a fine play. Um, you know. We, we, we see rookie QBs lean on tight ends yep. sometimes with short targets. I mean, just the same way Dobbs leaned on him. I mean, you yep. know, so yeah, I, I still kind of like Trey McBride. Um, you mentioned I don't know, someone just, that was, that was Uber cheap. I think it was Daniel Bellinger. Was that your Uber cheap guy? Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily like Daniel Bellinger, but he's 2,500. Um, and obviously Waller's, so, Waller's not going to play. So that's uh, you're just looking at, on the field yeah. volume, and you hope you you hope you know four catches and a touchdown would be great, but right. And I think yeah. you know, yeah, he has four catches all year, so maybe not four in a game, right? You know, maybe maybe a guy like Mike Gasicki is a better option. He's twenty six hundred, and we just mentioned that the Patriots have like all their receivers out. Who's going to do it yeah. for him? Maybe it's Hunter Henry and Gasicki. I don't know. Like, I think for twenty six hundred, you could take a chance in tournaments. It's just the tight end position is especially weak. Like. Logan Thomas looks okay for 35 as far as like a safer option based on what his usage usage has been in the past four weeks. Um, I don't know. Does anyone stand? Kate Otten was the other guy I was going to mention. Does anyone stand out for you? No, I think that uh, I think I'm either going to go in Joku or McBride or if I pay up a little bit, I'm going to get to 1400 and go Dallas Goddard. Um, just a cheaper piece of the biggest game of the week. Uh, he has 29 targets last four weeks. And uh, I think we see games where Goddard was really involved. He had seven targets last week. I think 4,800 is actually a pretty good price for Goddard. I thought he would be a little bit higher than that. Like I would take him, I take him over Hawkinson without cousins this week. I would take him over Andrews for 2000 less. Like I think Andrews, uh, you know, Andrews can always obviously blow up, but he hasn't had top four catches since week eight, or since week five. He hasn't seen more than six targets in the last five weeks. Like they just kind of, they're spreading it around a little bit. He has the touchdown upside, which is big with Andrews. But I think I would, uh, in terms of just like talent, who I like most week, I think I go Goddard at forty eight hundred, and I may try and get there over the uh, McBride and Joke guys. If I if I can't afford it on a team, I'll go those two guys. But I think I'm gonna try and get to Goddard at forty eight hundred, which I think is a a good price in this game. That's the highest uh, total on the slate. I don't think he's gonna be uber popular uh, at the tight end spot. Yeah. I- Sorry, I was muted. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. That was a great sell. I agree with everything you said about Goddard. He any uh, any Taysom Hill in your life? No, but I get it. But no, nine for nine for sixty three and two touchdowns rushing last week. It's absurd. And it threw a forty four yard pass to Sheed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, 
I I was hesitant, but I brought him up to you, I think, on the last pod we did. Yeah. Just, you know, is Taysom ever going to do it? And, then, you know, he also had that game with seven catches against against Houston. So, I mean, he's involved. You know, I get it. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I prefer Goddard. Yeah, I do, too. I just think he only ran 12 pass routes last week with Juwan Johnson back. Like, he clearly was just the kind of oh, gadget point. guy. But it, it really worked. I mean, if you get nine carries in all the red zone or all the – you know, inside the five touches, like that's that's huge for a tight end. But at forty seven hundred, um, I would just go Goddard instead. Uh, last thing before we jump out of here, defense this week. Um, I think there's a defense everybody's going to play. But uh, what uh, what are you doing at defense this week? Yeah, I think. I mean, the cheapest defense on the board is going up against Aiden O'Connell. So that was I that think was you, the one I thought everybody's going to play. I yeah, I think they're going to be very popular. But yeah, they're they're a good option. But it looks like the most popular, at least as of now, might be the Patriots. Uh, yeah, they're twenty nine hundred. I thought they'd be, those are the two I had under three thousand listed. I have one that I really, really, really like in the low threes that I don't think anyone's going to play. But I think okay, gonna play, I think everybody's going to play Giants and Patriots. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll save that one for you. Everybody's going to play Giants and Patriots. You know, they're solid options. The one the one other team I'll mention is. We get Rippin starting, you know. Give me the Packers for twenty eight hundred. Um, some pro, some pro Packer for you. I like it. Finally, yeah, for sure. Um, now, yeah, no above three K. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Uh, I mean, the, Gi- the Giants. I just think twenty three hundred make a lot. They've had ten sacks the last two weeks. Like they're really getting after the quarterback. The Raiders gave up six sacks last week. Rookie quarterback. I think everybody's going to go there. You mentioned Patriots. I think that uh, you know they have Howell's been sacked at historical rates. I know we talked a lot how they changed the offense, but still. That's one game. Like he's been, it was an insane amount of sacks. So the defense, are, and I think that if you want to go expensive, like the, both the Browns and the Saints over 4,000, they're expensive, but like they make a lot of sense. Like they're, they're home favorites. They're against bad, bad quarterbacks. Who knows anything about Clayton Toon? We know that Badgent is, is who he is. Uh, the team I really like will surprise you because it's actually in the highest total game on the slate. Um, I really like the Eagles defense this week at 3,400. They have uh, they only own one sack last week. Before that, they had four, five, four, and five sacks. So, averaging four and a half sacks a game. The Dallas allowed sacks the last four weeks are three, five, four, and three. Like they, their offense has been better, but they're still allowing sacks. They've allowed eight sacks the last two weeks. Um, I think Philly's going to get after Dak. I think they're going to sack him. I think they force Dak into a couple bad mistakes. No matter if they can, you know, they convert on them for a pick six or a fumble six or something like that. I think the Eagles defense can make a big play in this game, and I don't think anyone's going to play them in this game because it's the highest total. Everybody's talking about the offense this game. I really like Philly defense at 3,400 to make a big play and be one of the better defenses on the slate, even in a game that's going to have a lot of points. Yeah, that's a good call. And yeah, I don't think anybody is going to play. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to play Philly in the highest total game. That's a, that's a really good call. I would um, I would think not, and I really think I think it not, if nothing else, they get uh, they get three or four sacks, and then give me a couple turnovers, big play. Dak Dak will give it up to you a little bit. Um, I think that there's a couple big play options this game. I think that Philly D is where I'm going to go at 34, and I'm going to save uh, try and find the 500 bucks from New England and uh, play a little bit different, be a low percentage defense that I think can 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 make a, a big score. Yeah, I like that. I was going to mention maybe paying all the way up for 4200 to get Miles Garrett against Clayton Toon. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a scary thought. Yeah, so I just I don't think anyone is going to do it and I think the Browns would have a ceiling. So I, I you know that's okay. Now I'll just close I, uh, it off. I hope, with, I hope Clayton Toon's family is not listening because there's been a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of strays as way this this podcast. You know, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I was going to That's a good point to bring up because last week on here I was saying 
you know, what a spot for the Falcons at home against Will Levis. And <laughs> yeah, I was too. seriously, you know, and it, it was completely the opposite. Um, so yeah, my apologies to Will Levis. Yeah. I just <laughs> <laughs> close it out with the giants are the cheapest defense on the slate and pro football focus ranks that matchup as the biggest mismatch between defensive line and offensive wow. line in that. Yeah. You mentioned those sack numbers for the giants. They have a pretty good defensive line. And the offensive line for Vegas has been terrible. So that's your cash game play. Um, but yeah, for tournaments, yeah, somewhere else, like we said. Yeah, I think I think I think I think the Giants in the cash game just makes too much sense. Like it's just uh, and with that stat behind it, um at 2300, like it just it just it works too easily. I think that a lot I think a lot of people will just click that and kind of move on. Yeah, makes sense. You're going up against Aiden O'Connell. Anything else on your mind? Uh, we've got a little bit long here, but we had a lot to talk about. Anything else on your mind before we jump out of here? Yeah, no, I think we broke everything down. Beautiful. Well, it was good uh, Good to be back talking football with you. Uh, my apologies for missing the last few weeks. Uh, just stuff comes up and happens. But uh, it was really good, uh, really good to chat with you. It was always always fun. I think we hit a, hit a lot of stuff in a kind of a smaller slate. It's a, it's a more uh, – if for a slate that you look at, you're like, oh, my gosh, these games are horrible. Like, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot to get into in here. So I think we hit it up well. But uh, hope everybody has a really good week. We thank everybody for listening. If you could rate or review the podcast, that would help us also. Um, hopefully everybody has a really good week nine of the NFL season. We're like halfway through the season. It's, it's flying by. Uh, we'll be back at you next week, uh, week 10, talking more DFS. Good luck this week, everybody. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.